This is Your Tech Report. For gadget news and reviews, click to yourtechreport.com. Welcome back to Your Tech Report. He is Mitchell Whitfield in Los Angeles. I am Mark Flatlow in Montreal. Thank you for following along on Twitter. It is at Your Tech Report, Facebook.com slash Your Tech Report, of course. Don't forget our YouTube channel, Mitchell. YouTube.com slash Your Tech Report, and of course, Instagram as well. I am so excited to welcome our next guest on. And should I, should I bring him on, or do you want to do, kind of you know, give a lead into this one? No, no, bring him on, and then we can talk to him because he's he's a he's a great guy to talk to about this, even casually. So yeah, please introduce him. Jill Pereira is a go-to-market training manager for LG here in Canada. Welcome to your tech report, Jill. Hey guys, how's it going today? We're doing really, really well, Mitchell. Mitchell, especially because he's excited to talk to you. I, I am, and, and you know. Um, Gilles, we were talking a little bit about this off the air, but I wanted, I'm glad I want to bring this conversation on the air. It's, you know, right now it's playoff season. You know, everyone is, is focusing on the NHL playoffs and the NBA playoffs. And it's good. We have teams both from Canada and the U.S. So we're all covered here. And everyone's going out and getting a new television and setting them up and just watching their sports. And sometimes, you know, it drives me crazy. People get their brand new, and especially when it comes to LG, these gorgeous OLED displays with 4K HDR technology. And people don't necessarily know how to max Maximize their television to take advantage of these technologies. So, although LG TVs tend to look great out of the box, I mean, there's so much that people can do to tune these televisions to make them look the way they were meant to look. So, I mean, and again, this is something that you kind of specialize in, yes? Yeah, um, so that's a great point. And uh, obviously, a lot of what we do in field is at, at a retail level, but the atmosphere in a retail store is much different than it would be in a consumer's home. So, uh, with those really bright lights in a retail environment, the TV would be set to the maximum settings. But when it's in your right. own environment, if it's a basement or if it's a living room, etc., you would obviously want to cater it to that environment. And uh, our LG TVs definitely have a lot of options uh, that can perfectly optimize that uh, environment for you. You know, it's so funny, and I, I try and keep it simple. My, my, my motto is keeping it simple. I, I'll leave out the stupid part because I don't want to insult my friends and family who are always asking me for help. But I try and keep <laughs> it simple, right? So the first thing when people get on it, and I'm going to take this over to you because the very first thing, and, and people talk about HDR, which, of course, is high dynamic range, which gives you the great contrast between the dark blacks, especially on the gorgeous LG OLEDs, those deep, dark pool blacks, and the vibrant colors. And to see that great range, that contrast between the two, nothing is like HDR to make that come out. And the first thing I tell people is I try and keep it very basic. Number one, make sure your television is HDR capable. And then number two, make sure whatever HDMI input you're using has HDR turned on. And those are the two things that are so basic that nobody, but people don't think about this stuff, right? For sure. So uh, we actually have a default setting where once it notices the metadata that's being sent through the HDMI cable for HDR, a, a prompt will come up on the TV and it will set to HDMI deep color for that specific HDMI. And that will uh, initiate that process where at that point you go into your preset picture options. So let's say the HDR feed coming through is Dolby Vision, for instance, which, right. uh, for instance, Netflix is now streaming Dolby Vision. That would automatically kick in and you could go Dolby Vision Bright or Cinema or whatever the case is to cater to the content that you're watching specifically. Well, what, so what's the biggest mistake you see people make when when either, you know, opening the TV or just, you know, plugging a device in? Is it just not doing anything? Uh, I, yeah, 100%. I would say that <laughs> more often than not, I see that the TV's installed and it's measured and it's level and everything looks fine from a purely physical cosmetic standpoint. But once the TV's turned on, everyone just kind of leaves it on vivid mode. Which, uh, you know, like I said earlier, it's it's really designed for an extremely bright room. 
uh, like a retail environment at store. But in, a, in most homes, especially if you're watching cinema or even if you're watching the playoffs, you're not necessarily watching it in the brightest environment. So you want to turn that to a setting that's more applicable. Like I actually personally like to put on an HDR effect mode, which we use. So we have an algorithm, the TV, which actually analyzes the data coming in, and it'll give you more of an HDR-like effect. So even if you don't have content that is mastered in HDR, so for instance, uh, the Raptors game that they're playing later tonight, you can just throw on the HDR effect, and it'll come through as if it was mastered in HDR. Wow. See, now, yeah, but now what, what, I'm glad you're bringing this up because obviously, you know, the engineers at LG know that not everyone knows what to do out of the box. The TV will take over once the proper connections are made. Like you said, the HDMI cable is there. Once you know HDR content is coming through, the TV tends to do the rest. But for a lot of people that aren't as lucky to have an LG television, which knows intuitively what to do once it receives a signal, uh, you know, people on most other televisions, even the high-end stuff from Samsung, other manufacturers, they have to do a lot of these settings themselves. So for, you know, people that are getting LG TVs, they're really at an advantage because the television is doing a lot of the stuff, a lot of the heavy lifting in the background for them already, even if they don't know what to do. Yeah, exactly. That's a, that's a great point. Uh, most pe- like to your point earlier, most people kind of, once the TV turns on and it looks the way they think it should look, they just kind of leave it and they go from there, not appreciating the full extent of what the TV is capable of. So uh, yeah, I definitely think that's uh, an advantage that uh, we have. Now, Gilles, let me ask you this, because, you know, a lot of people, like you said, you know, talk about bright environments, especially the retail environment, because of those those fluorescent lights, those bright lights, people have to tune the TV up really bright to get it to work in those environments. And of course, at home, that same picture would overwhelm a lot of eyeballs. But one of the things I've heard and that I kind of know, at least when it comes to other sets, is when it comes to getting HDR content at its best. And again, if you don't necessarily have an LG television that does it automatically for you in the background, one of the things I've always been told is the one thing you want to do to maximize HDR content is to make sure your backlight is at the maximum. Now, that's how a lot of, you know, a lot of 4K Blu-rays, a lot of gaming gets the maximum effect. Is that still true today? Uh, I I would agree with that, and that's mainly because you want to, like, the way HDR works, you would want to maximize your contrast ratio. So, uh, especially on an OLED TV where you're dealing with self-lighting pixels. So what I mean by that, for, for your listeners who might not know, Every one of those pixels on our 4K panel, so that's over 8.2 million subpixels, those will all be independently lit. So when you have a technology like that, that HDR story becomes a lot more powerful because all of those can either be 100% turned on. So if you do turn the peak brightness up, it'll be a lot more perceived by the human eye uh, versus some other technologies that are still using an LCD LED display you might not get the same appreciated uh, contrast increase. So you know what? So yeah, but yeah. to your point, I would definitely increase the backlight. You know what? You just made me realize something. Of course, I am not working with an OLED TV in my home, but we will we will take care of that very shortly, won't we? Uh, I, I, I don't have an OLED. I have a traditional LED television uh, in there in my home, and of course, as you said, those are either worked by you know side dimming, back dimming, and of course, you know the, the lights are coming in at different angles. And again, as Jill was saying, that's what makes OLED so special. You don't have to worry about the you know the backlighting, the side lighting. Each individual pixel takes care for for itself. So so we have that out of the way. We know that the backlighting doesn't necessarily have to be worried about when we're talking about OLED. Let's talk a little bit about fine-tuning again. What are the other things, as Mark said, you know, the main thing that people forget to do when, they, when they're tuning their television? What are other mistakes that people make when trying to set up their 4K HDR-enabled television for the first time? 
Uh, I would also say that some key aspects of our platform uh, with the WebOS 4.0, uh, which is a, it was originally actually an operating system designed for a tablet, so it does have that innate uh, customer usability standpoint, so it's very, very easy to use. So you can actually name your inputs. So I know uh, my parents, for instance, uh, even though they only have a couple of devices hooked up, like a Blu-ray player and uh, the Rogers box or whatever the cable box that the customer has, you can actually name it and you can edit the icon. So all you have to do now is instead of remembering what number port it's in, it, it, it has a naming convention. So it's a lot more logical and easy to pull up. So all you have to do is press the input button and you just see visually a Blu-ray player logo and you can, and if it's a branded logo, you just name it and it's a lot more easy and simple. Um, I know especially people that have a lot more devices hooked up, they might forget uh, what's hooked up. So that's a really easy way to remember and it's more conducive to to the, to the viewing experience for sure. Now let me ask you this, Jill, because, you know, and if you just joined us, Jill is from, you know, working with LG, trying to help you maximize your 4K HDR experience on your television, especially if any of our listeners are out there buying a new TV now for the playoffs or anything, this is the guy you want to listen to to help you. Now, is there still a giant difference? There used to be a big gap between the way televisions handled traditional streaming media content, television content, and gaming. So if we look at gaming, it used to be that if you were a gamer, Jill, okay, I don't know if you're if you're a video gamer like I yeah. am, like Mark is, but if you're a gamer, you would have to really change even your HDR settings in gaming mode versus regular, let's say, movie mode. But I think their LG tel- the LG televisions now will also take advantage of gaming mode and give you a lot of the same features you would normally not get if you wanted that low latency experience. Is that what it is right now? Yeah, for sure. And uh, that goes back to a couple of years ago with our uh, six series OLEDs and now we're up to our eight series. But um, basically uh, what the gamer is looking for is a very short input lag response time. And that's the time that it'll take to get from the source device. So uh, whether you're working on a PS4 Pro or an Xbox or, um, you know, the N64 from back in the day, whatever the case is. Oh, God. Yeah, you're dating yourself Uh, now, yeah. time. Uh, yeah, so the time that it takes, uh, that's actually a very uh, interesting metric for a gamer because especially most of these gamers nowadays are online and they're playing uh, high-speed first-player shooters or whatever yeah. they're doing. So uh, you can actually be putting yourself at a disadvantage if you don't have a TV that supports really fast input lag response time sets, especially when they're mastered in HDR. So uh, we have some fantastic uh, lightning-fast, uh, response times now. Our Super HDs are down to around uh, 14.5 milliseconds. Uh, our OLEDs are around 21 milliseconds. So both are at the top uh, of the industry in that regard, and uh, either one would be perfectly suited to uh, a gamer that's looking for the best possible performance. Well, you, you mentioned something. I mean, uh, LG, I think, was the first manufacturer. I mean, you guys have been first in many areas in terms of uh, technology for 4K and HDR. You guys were the first ones to not really punish gamers for going into game mode because, again, sometimes when you reduce that latency, you're taking away some of the other picture features that give you an excellent picture. You'd have to choose, do I want fast speed or do I want good quality? You know. But LG, I think, is the first sure. that was able to bring both of those together where gamers weren't punished going into that low-latency gaming mode. You were still getting all the benefits and all the bells and whistles that went along with 4k hdr exactly so you're whether you're talking about your motion flow whether you're talking about the brightness the contrast etc uh, there's actually a, a game mode where it would optimize everything even including the audio so uh, whether it's a more 
dimensional sound that you're looking for for a game versus maybe, you know, if you're just watching standard television, you might not need the same type of immersive audio output, right? So uh, you actually now with our ThinkQ technology, uh, basically that's a voice-activated control that you would have on your TV. Simply press the microphone button on the Magic Remote and you say switch to game mode and the picture settings, the audio settings, everything all with just those uh, few words will change automatically. So it's really as simple as it's ever been. Well, you know, we're we're looking forward to getting some hands-on time, and I know that I'm working with the uh, with the PR side to uh, definitely get some hands-on time with the TV. Is there a website or somewhere people can go to get some of these tips if they're looking for them? Yeah, for sure. So our, uh, we have LG.com, uh, and then you just click on this slash CA if you're in the Canadian subsidiary, or yeah. they have the uh, U.S. version uh, down in the States. So depending on where your listeners are going to be accessing the site from, they can pick, because obviously there might be some anomalies uh, regarding model numbers or accessibility for our subsidiary versus theirs. But yeah, LG.com would be the best resource for sure. Awesome. Jill Pereira, thank you so much for taking the time to join us. Obviously, as, as technology progresses, we're going to have to have you on again to talk about some of, the more mo- some, you know, some of the more models directly in depth. Thank you so much for joining us. Your tech report will be right back. The Podcast Super Friends is a monthly meeting of five podcast producers. Hi, I'm Catherine O'Brien from Branch Out Programs in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I'm John Gay from Jagged Detroit Podcasts. I'm Matt Kundle from the Sound Off Podcast Network. I'm David Yes from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. And I'm Johnny Peterson from Straight Up Podcasts. Together, they form the Podcast Super Friends, an alliance of podcast masterminds sharing best practices, insights, and discussions to help make you a better podcaster. Follow or subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or at soundoff.network. I'm Matt Kundle, host of the Sound Off Podcast, the show about podcast and broadcast. Since 2016, we've been speaking with amazing people who have populated your ears for decades. Legendary broadcasters, research wizards, talent experts, podcasters, voice talent, almost 400 stories, all for free. Subscribe or follow the Sound Off Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at soundoffpodcast.com.